What would you do if every day after the sun goes down, you hear whispers, scratching, tapping, and even be physically attacked in the dead of night with nothing but a shadow at the foot of your bed to blame? Tonight, Garrett and myself interviewed Ray Michaels, who has been dealing with just that for the last 10 years. This is his strange Heartland story. What's your strange Heartland story? Uh, apparently a uh, entity of some kind is attached to me. So why don't we go ahead and start from the beginning. Um, see, 10 years ago when you moved into your uh, dad's house, uh, 10 years ago, right? Right. So, um, so what happened? Uh, well, to give you a little backstory on the house first, it's uh, it's uh, downtown South Bend. It's over by uh, East Race area. Um, the previous owner there uh, apparently had kidnapped and tortured somebody in that house. He kept him captive in the uh, basement for quite a while. Um, and later on, he was actually... Uh, pulled over and arrested and the victim's head was actually found in his possession uh the body unfortunately not and my dad's house when i lived there it was in the uh the basement was my bedroom and weirdly enough that's where this guy was kept there was a uh, a chain that was cemented into the ground and uh it was still there when you when you were living there? Yeah. It was in the floor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It uh <laughs> it's uh it was it was it was really weird at first until we actually found out what had happened there and then, you know, obviously put two and two together. So how'd you find out what happened there? Who told you? Um, apparently my dad did some uh he told me, but apparently my dad did some research and he knows a he knows a few people, you know, a few police officers and whatnot and found out some history and some information on the place and that's what he was told and the the weird part about it aside from the chain being in the ground because I mean that's creepy alone but uh the whole basement floor was in cracks and crumbles and just broken concrete except for one piece all the way in the corner behind the furnace of just a solid brand new piece of six foot concrete like it was just put in, discolored from the rest of it, and obviously nice and smooth. So my assumption, my dad's also, is maybe he was buried in there, and that's why it's like that. So when he got pulled over by the cops, the head was actually in his vehicle? or It was in a cooler next to him in his front seat in his truck. That's normally where you'd keep a head. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. That's pretty bizarre. Do, do you guys... Or sorry, do you do you have any idea of when this would have taken place? You know, the guy getting caught, or when he kept this guy in his basement? Oh, well, let's see. Being about ten plus years ago, um, I honestly don't. Um, uh, I believe it was vacant for about a year before we had moved in there because we had to do a lot of work to the house. Oof. But uh, aside from that, I really, I, I don't, I don't remember the mm. date. On when the guy was caught. Okay. I, I'd assume, you know, if, if your dad talked to police officers who knew about it, I, I would assume it was, you know, something, you know, within the past 10 years or so or a couple. Sure. How long did your dad live there before you 
before you moved in. Oh, before I moved in, uh, he lived there probably, probably about a year before I moved in, and I honestly didn't stay there long, due to <laughs> circumstances. So, what were those circumstances? Um, after I moved in, and you know, I got settled in into the basement and everything. Uh, a lot of a lot of weird stuff started happening, like uh, you know, like your your uh, taps and your scratches and stuff like that at the walls, knowing that no one else is up or around. Um, one of the most one of the most uh, intense times of me being there, I was in the house by myself, and I was down in my room. And I had my headphones on, and obviously I'm listening to music, and I start hearing this uh, faint whispering over my music. I go down and I pause it, and I don't hear anything, so I don't really think nothing of it. Then I go back to listen to my music, and I start hearing it again. And I know it's not my music. I've listened to this stuff over and over again, and it's just... It's... It's muttered whispering. Nothing I could clearly hear out, but just something not normal. I don't know. Mumbling whispers. It didn't make any sense. It started getting louder. And I took my headphones off, and I left them off for a while. And then I could slowly hear uh, noise from upstairs, like people walking across the floor. Uh, At this point, still, nobody's home. So I kind of start freaking out a little bit not used to this kind of stuff and all of a sudden all the lights went out so the only light switch is all the way across the basement floor and up the stairs at the top of the stairs so I got up I ran up the stairs I ran out the house it it really freaked me out and I stayed out there until somebody got home I didn't really know what else to do And as soon as somebody got home and we went back inside, the living room and dining room in front of the front door was completely a mess of chairs and cushions and everything being flipped over and moved. It was like it was torn apart, huh? Yeah. Did you guys think that maybe it was somebody breaking in the house? And (laughs) You know, I, I didn't at the time, but I really doubt that. Because there's only one way in. My dad's house had a giant chain link fence around it with only one gate through. We had surveillance cameras. You had surveillance cameras? On the outside. On the outside, so not inside. Right. But at every entry point. So we would have known if it was a burglar. When you would hear, does this all kind of originate down in the basement? I mean, did anybody else experience anything there? Uh, yeah. Um, actually, uh, uh, shortly after that, uh, uh, aside from, you know, the person that came home and they, we walked inside and seen the whole house was a mess, you know. But they didn't think it was that. They thought it was me. But uh, the next incident after that, everybody's home. And we're all sitting in the living room. And I went out to the kitchen where I see the fridge door is wide open and swinging back and forth. I thought it was my little sister's at first. So I walked up to it, and as soon as I looked over it, there was absolutely nothing there. And I freaked, and the whole faces, white as a ghost type ordeal, went out to the living room where everybody was, and as soon as I passed the dining room table, the chair slid out from behind me, 
everybody saw that. Wow. Wow. So finally, they kind of believed me about the whole house being trashed. When you were sitting outside waiting for them to come home, did you hear any of the commotion in the house? Like, you know, chairs and tables and couches yeah. being flipped over? You could. Yeah, yeah. I could actually hear the, the chairs being flipped over. So uh, what were you thinking? Like, I mean, what was going through <laughs> your head? I mean, were you like, man, is this somebody in my... Yeah, you know... I mean, I, like, at that point, did you already think that it was something paranormal? Or did you think it was something completely human and somebody had got through the window or something and turned off the lights? You know, with... The things that were happening happening before that kind of led me to believe it was more paranormal than anything because I think I would have noticed if somebody was in the house. But it was just all the events that led up to that point, you know, the whispering, the, the, the walking above me, nobody being home, the scratching, the tapping, and then finally all the lights going out. So, um, you know, going upstairs and saying, oh, everything's trashed or hearing, you know, people walking above you. That could be written off as a burglar, but um, and you could also say the whispering, but I would assume, you said you had headphones on when you were listening to the music? Yeah, I had headphones on, and the whispering didn't actually start until my headphones were back on when I was, like, not paying attention. Yeah. So the fact that you heard the whispering when your headphones were on, when you wouldn't be able to hear people whispering upstairs, that that's a little bit suspect. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, how, from the moment you heard the whispering to the point when you ran out of your house, how long did that take? Yeah, how think? long have you been experiencing like the tappings and the whispering and the scratchings before it kind of before that big moment? In, and yeah, and before it kind of like okay, the lights mm-hmm. go out and you're for a while. Yeah, a but it was or... only that though. Well, I only lived it because of the things that were happening there. I only lived at my dad's for a couple of months before I was out of there, you know, and back at. You know, my mom's. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, it was just, it was random. And it was very, like, I, I don't know, calm, not as intense. But, yeah, scratching, tapping, being downstairs, hearing people, you know, walk across the floor, run across the floor, you know, whatever, from upstairs, knowing everybody's asleep, you know, or nobody's home. But that was the first time it actually got intense like that. Yeah. And, and so, but going back to the day when you were, you heard the whispers with your headphones on, all the lights went out, you go upstairs, everything's trashed and you run out. Do you, do you have any idea oh. of how long that, that time period was? Like a couple minutes, maybe an hour? Uh, everything was actually fine in the house when I ran out. It was when we went back inside oh. that it was trashed. And you could, you could, and then you could hear that. Actually yeah. going on while you were waiting for yeah, somebody I to come home. Yeah, I could hear it outside. Mm-hmm. I could hear the chairs being flipped over because it was... Uh, Did you try peeking through a window or anything? There were or wood just... floors. Yeah, Ooh. there were wood floors? Yeah, uh, curtains closed, so no. And I didn't even go back inside. I, I didn't I'm really not even sure I, I would be I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> Ghost or not, like, <laughs> I would not fact, go inside. I don't even think I would be sitting on the porch. I'd be, like, running down the street or some something. Yeah, I was yeah. sitting in the yard. I'm kind of curious as to why it kind of seems like it's targeting you. Or it was targeting you. I mean, why Why would that be? What was going on? Well, at that time, I didn't think it was me that it was on. It wasn't until later on that I started thinking it when I was out of the house. I would imagine living in the basement would, you know, kind of agitate. 
Sure. Well, that and also I've I've learned that entities feed off of certain types of emotions. And to be honest, during that time that I lived there, I was not in the right place at all. Right. Why is that? What was going on? You know, I really couldn't tell you exact, you know, events. It's just... Just angsty teenage stuff? Yeah, you know, you, the feelings of anxiety, depression, sure. you know, mm-hmm. bipolar. <laughs> it kind of sucks. How old were you at this point? Um, About... 17. Okay. So since you were living in the basement and there was a suspicious square of fresh concrete that doesn't match the rest of the basement, do you believe that perhaps all the activity in the home was kind of caused by the guy who was uh, supposedly buried beneath that slab of concrete? That's what I thought when I lived there, but I don't necessarily think that now. You don't? No. I I don't really know what to think. Um, it's just... I didn't start thinking something was following me or attached to me until years later when things like this would happen every place I moved. So tell me about that. When you moved back to your mom's... Uh... Did anything happen there, or was it kind of chill and um, nothing really of note? Being at my mom's house, at our first house, um, it was it was more chill, more quiet. I mean, I would hear the I would hear random things here and there, but not as often and not as intense as it was at my dad's house. Now, when you say you heard things um, at your mom's house, was it uh, like the tapping or the scratching on the walls? Was it, you know, the walking? Well, you just brought up the walking. Yeah. But um, yeah, the noise from the stairs. Any of the whispering? Uh, no, no whispering. Um, about the worst thing that actually happened there was uh, um, sleeping. Um, I've been uh, I've been actually woken up by being almost choked out in my sleep several times. And How many times would you reckon? <laughs> a lot, honestly. A lot. A lot. Um, almost every place I've lived since my dad's. Um, the only time I've ever actually physically seen something, though, was probably about, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago. I seen, uh, I was sleeping and... Uh, I had the feeling of being choked and suffocated, and I woke up abruptly to see this shadowy figure kind of push himself off of my body and then just stand at the uh, end of my bed, just staring at me. I was, honestly, I was terrified. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I kind of just laid there and just stared at it until it kind of just went away it kind of vanish or pretty much it was it was weird it kind of just dissipated dissipated while you were looking at it yeah like you could definitely see sort of like shadow but while you're staring at the shadow you can kind of see the room come back into view i could see the outline of a person and then slowly couldn't anymore could you move at all i don't know i didn't really try to I didn't know what to do. I was kind of frozen. 
Have you ever had sleep paralysis before? Not that I can remember. Sleep paralysis is where you kind of wake up before your body's ready to wake up, I think. Like yeah. before your brain is ready yeah. to yeah, acknowledge that. Yeah, you're conscious. You yeah. know what's going on, but you can't move. Right. Anything like that? Unless that was it, then, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 happened a couple times, and usually I, I kind of jolt up and sit up and like, you know, So what you can hell? actually sit up. But... Yeah. yeah, that one time though, actually seeing it, I froze up, and I didn't know what to do. So I just laid there and stared at it until mm-hmm. I couldn't see it anymore. Now, from the point where uh, you woke up and realized you're being, you know, strangled, and you wake up, you recognize this thing is staring at you from the foot of your bed. Um, at that point, do you, can you still feel the effects from being choked, trying to catch your breath, or? Yeah. Pain on your neck. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually had uh, marks the next day. Marks. Really? Red marks around my neck, like uh, thumbprints. Did you happen to take a picture or anything, or did you hide it up? Or six phones later. Six phones so. Later. <laughs> no, I was just curious as to like you know maybe you, you thought you were losing scrapbook. your mind or, you know, I mean. Honestly, nowadays I, I do your head. think I, mean, I am losing my mind with this stuff. So that's the one and only time you've actually seen like the full body apparition of the full, shadow. Full of the shadow on dude. apparition, yeah. Is I've, it always while you're asleep that you feel like you get physically attacked? There was one time that I was fully awake and was actually pushed hmm. off of my bed while playing a video game. <laughs> I was the only one home. I was sitting on my bed, obviously, like I said, playing a game, and just out of nowhere, this force behind me comes, and I pretty much jump off the bed by it, and then I see my entertainment center where my TV is start violently shaking back and forth as if somebody just pushed that as well. And yet again, come to find that there's three marks on my back where I was pushed. So, the physical attacks usually are kind of the culmination of a lot of experiences. I mean, usually these things build up over time in most cases. Um, Has it... When's the last time you were physically... That incident in particular was probably about four months ago. Four months ago. So you're kind of on edge like every night then, huh? (laughs) Is it always at night? Yeah. um, Everything's perfectly fine during the day. And this is why I, I, I start to think that I myself it might be a little crazy because it only happens at night anymore. It only happens when I'm by myself. Have you noticed, going back to your first experience at your dad's house, have you noticed any of the almost violent actions, like chairs being thrown across the room and and couch cushions tossed and everything like that? I mean... It's kind of seemed like that was sort of, I don't know, it just seemed kind of ballsy, don't you think? I mean, just ripping chairs out, <laughs> flipping the lights off and stuff, and now it's just kind of like sneaking around, and at night it only comes to mess with you while you're, you know, right and just chilled and trying to sleep or just sounds playing like a video game or something. It, it sounds like it just wants your attention. I mean, from the, from the night with the whispering, you know, it's trying to... I can right. imagine it's trying to talk to you, get your attention, it turns the lights off like, hey, pay attention to me. You run outside and then it throws a tantrum, <laughs> throws all the furniture around. And is, is this paranormal activity, is this an every night occurrence for you? Every night to an extent. 
Um, nowadays, as soon as I'm by myself in, in my house, I, I am washed over with the most eeriest feeling of being watched the entire time. I mean, honestly, I, I, I hate leaving my room at night because I always have to look over my shoulders because of that eerie feeling that something is there. Have you ever thought of, you know, putting up surveillance or, or a camera just to see if you could catch something? Because it seems like some pretty intense stuff happens to you. So, like, you know, with the entertainment center shaking, you getting pushed, just, just things like that. Like, like I have, but I've become kind of so used to it now. I mean, other than the fact that obviously I hate and anybody would hate feeling like they're being watched right. and... I mean, I can't even sleep most nights because anytime I close my eyes, it feels like there's something right behind me just staring at me. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really think about doing any of that until I started talking to Mike about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, as I was talking to him on uh, on Messenger, uh, I actually had recorded a small audio for him while I was there of it scratching on the wall behind where I was sitting in my garage. This is where you insert that audio. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know how, though. Um, through the magic of radio. So, the story that you told me that one night you went to the bathroom and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's honestly one of the reasons why I hate even leaving my room at night to do anything is, I mean, <laughs> it's going to sound funny, but I I can't even close the door at night <laughs> when I'm going to the bathroom anymore because last time I was in there, dude, I I heard this horrendous scream like right next to my ear. And it freaked me out so much. I, I tried to open the door, and I couldn't open the door for the life of me for probably the next 15 to 20 seconds. It was like it was jammed. It would turn, so it wasn't locked. But it was like something was holding on to it. Before that happened, did it feel like something was about to happen? Before before you heard the scream, I mean, did it... The atmosphere just feel any different, or no. was it just completely? I mean, out of I mean, other other than my constant eerie, like somebody's watching me all the time. No, and then that was just completely abrupt, and all of a sudden. Could you describe the scream for me? Like, was it a female? Was it a male? Probably it like, like was a, it animal? A, does it sound almost like an animal? It, I mean, what did what it, did it sound it, like? It kind of sounded like, I don't know, a, a horror movie female. Kind of like a banshee style scream. Yeah. And it was right by your ear. Yeah. Right by my ear, right next to the wall. How many people live in your house? Four. Four? Did any of them hear anything? My my mother had woken up because she she heard the scream and she seen me freaking out and she she played it off as it was you know, somebody outside. What time was it? This was probably about, I don't know, in between 2.30, maybe 3.30 in the morning. Can you describe your neighborhood for us? 
uh, uppity middle class. Uppity middle class, <laughs> so nobody's going to really be out screaming at the top screaming of their like lungs magic. outside of somebody's bathroom my, at 2 or 3.30 in the morning. My neighborhood is full of a bunch of seniors and little kids, so no. <laughs> so, but she still holds on to that, that it was somebody outside screaming. Yeah, which at honestly, two in the morning. at two thirty in the morning, I don't necessarily blame her. I mean, she's she's a bit of a skeptic, which I get, but I don't know. Even with all the all the times that things have happened to you when you were living with her, she's like, ah, it's nothing. Have you More, ever experienced anything like in the same room as other people that that they're not like acknowledging? Like, have you ever heard scratching and nobody else can hear it? Like, yeah. can you guys hear that? Like, yeah. Yeah, have um, they heard it? Or? Uh, my my girlfriend has has heard uh, a few things here or there. But oh, good. So it's not just you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm not crazy. <laughs> so I mean, does she feel like she's being watched? Has anything ever like physically touched her? Or what? No, that's 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 the thing, and and that's that's what I don't get about it. And that's one of the main things that have now made me believe that either a I'm crazy or b it's attached to me. But I don't think crazy can cause scratch marks or thumbprints. Or throwing your furniture all across the house. Right. Um, now, you were telling me when, when we were talking on Messenger that you'll be sitting on your couch, like playing a, a video game or something, and or watching TV or something, and you'll start hearing mumbling, faint mumbling. Is it coming from in the room with you? Or is it outside your door? Where's it coming from? When you hear this mumbling audibly, where can you like pinpoint where it's coming from? Almost everything that I hear, aside from the few examples that I've told you about the bathroom and uh, my room, comes from the computer room, which is right in between my room and the garage. How loud do you listen to things? Like when you're watching TV? Because I tend to have my volume up. A good bit because I like audio. Just, I work in the audio <laughs> industry, so just, just depends what I'm doing. I mean, loud enough to where you probably shouldn't be able to hear somebody in the next room over kind of talking, though, right? Yeah, usually. But you can still hear that, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> now, does it actually sound like there's somebody in the room next to you, like paper thin walls? You know, just kind of having a conversation with somebody else and it's like you can kind of hear it sounds really muffled but you can still hear that there's somebody over there and they're talking muffled enough that i can't understand it but loud enough that i can still hear it now you said you mostly hear it from the computer room yeah and most most noises that i hear come from where i'm at now come from within the computer room which is really weird you know what why do you have any idea why that might be? Or Me and Mike tried figuring out, that out the other day when he came by and checked stuff out. But uh, there is absolutely nothing in that computer room except two computers, a desk, and some nightstands. You don't have anything from your dad's house in there? Nope. Anything of his is in my shed outside. Have you ever had like a night where it's just constant, just scratching? When you hear the scratching, is it always, like, is there a pattern to it? Uh, tapping usually, yeah. Tapping usually comes in threes, sometimes more. The scratching is more just random, I guess. There's really no pattern except maybe one long strife or a couple short ones. So what makes you think that this isn't, you know, like rats in the walls or bugs or... It wouldn't be as consistent. 
And it wouldn't follow you around. And it certainly wouldn't follow me around the house. So do you only hear the tapping and scratching in the two rooms, the garage and your room? Yeah, pretty much. I really haven't heard it anywhere outside of the house. Um, Other than the bathroom, it mainly kept itself to the computer room and my room. Have you ever tried moving rooms? No. No? Yeah, I don't have the uh, space to do so. Has anything ever happened to you outside of any of the homes? No. <laughs> no. No, that's that's kind of the other thing that 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 messes with me is it's it's only at night. It's usually only when I'm the only one there and never really when I'm gone. It's just always at the house, but it's just uh the feeling I get when I'm at the house is I never want to leave, but yet at the same time, I always want to leave. <laughs> Understandable. Did you hear it last night? I hear it every night. Every night you hear it? Every night I hear something. What did you hear last night? Tapping and scratching and what sounded like some somebody or something was in my attic. Walking around? Walking around, and it is impossible to walk in my attic. Why is that? It's a uh, one of those. Uh, what is that? Um, slanted roofs, both sides. Not a lot of walking room. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, it's not like an actual room. It's just kind of like a bunch of inf- it's kind of like a crawl space. So you'd have to like kind of crawl or crouch. Yeah, right. which is kind of impossible because I've been out there before, and it's just completely filled with insulation. No boards, no nothing. When's the last time you actually physically saw <clears throat> something? Probably a couple months ago, and it came from said attic, uh, the entranceway. I was, uh, yet again, by myself, and I was coming through the hallway heading back towards my room. Now, where the attic entrance is, is one of those pull-down ladders from the uh, uh, ceiling. It's right in front of my door and the computer door. And I was coming down the hallway to go back to my room, and I looked up, and I could actually see a shoulder-to-head, upside-down shadow of something up against my wall that looked like it was coming from the attic. And then kind of stood there for a little bit, and like I said, I feel uneasy in this house as is. I always constantly feel uneasy and like something's watching me, and that's what it felt like when I seen it. My heart dropped just Felt like it was just staring me down. Was the door to the attic, like the attic door, was that open a little, or was it just like it was like it, just ghosting through the? It, yeah. it, it, I, I, I don't know, man. The, it uh, just the door there. It, it wasn't. Hey, it, it, it wasn't open at all. No, so it's just kind of pulling a Casper. Yes, yeah. popping through a wall. <laughs> what have you? So. Listen, if it happens every night, I'm, I bet it's super annoying. I bet it's super, <laughs> like, just... Well, it's definitely something I've I've gotten used to. You've gotten used to it? Yeah, because... Have you ever thought about using a noise machine? I sleep with my TV on. Okay. But, I don't know. It's just... It's, it's, it's always the constant feeling, because I don't go to sleep until, like, 5 o'clock in the morning due to the simple fact that I usually can't because every time I try to close my eyes, it's that that feeling washes over me and I instantly have to open them to see if something is there. Do you feel like 
it's building up for something? It's kind of felt that way recently. It just seems... Uh, I mean, for the last 10 years, it hasn't been every night. Just no, constant not, dread, not, feeling like you're... Not absolutely watched. every single night for 10 years, but recently the the noises of the tapping and the scratching and stuff like that has been more like every night. Uh, Kind of going back to the idea of putting up a, a camera to kind of like watch you for a day or two like you know that how they do in paranormal activity yeah have you ever thought of getting like a, a tape recorder or recording on your phone oh, yeah. just, just letting that sit and record the events of a day or two and just uh, s- see what shows up absolutely like i said i never I, I didn't really think about doing that too much until i talked to mike about it the other day but yeah i'm absolutely gonna try that yeah, that'd be interesting to maybe record for a day or two and then follow up on it and see what happens right you want it to leave you alone? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I, I kind of feel like it's just, uh, it's getting his uh, kicks off messing with me. It seems that way for the past 10 years. Have you ever tried getting rid of it? Have you ever tried um, burning sage and trying <laughs> to bless your house and all this other um, stuff that you can hear so much I, about? I can't be around sage for some reason. It, it, it. It, it gags me out. It makes I I can't breathe around that stuff. You can't breathe around sage. Yeah. Have you ever tried, you know, actively speaking to it, like saying, "Hey, are you there? What's going on? Why are you doing this? What do you want from me?" Seeing what happens. Well, you know, I've I've, I've kind of done my own little research in the paranormal and stuff, and I mean, this entity, the way that it acts, and the way it does things. It leaves me to believe it's not necessarily something good. So I've never actually tried talking to it or communicating with it in any way because I've come to learn that usually doing that entices it more. Just kind of feeds it, right? Yeah. That's what I've heard as well. So you're kind of thinking that maybe it's inhuman. I honestly don't know what to think. All, all I mean, I obviously know. it's inhuman. I mean, we're talking about. I, I mean, obviously, something that may or may not be there at all. Obviously, I know it's <laughs> nothing good. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I guess you know we'll have to go with that because I know it's nothing good because something good wouldn't do this. When something comes in threes, like tapping or scratching, typically it's kind of a hallmark of demonic. Uh, yeah, demonic uh, possession of the home. And let me just ask straight up: I mean, are you kind of leaning towards this being a demonic haunting? It's possible, especially when you when you take it all back to the beginning you know, with the with as much violence as there was with throwing a furniture and tearing the place up. I mean, that made me think it was a poltergeist, obviously. So if you don't believe that it came from the guy that was buried in your dad's floor, <laughs> um, then how did it get into your, how did it get attached to you? I have no idea. I would assume it's by sleeping where it lived. I mean, if it wasn't, well, so you're saying like because there was some really messed up thing that happened there that it kind of manifested itself, manifested itself there in yeah. in that. Well, because the legend or the 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 rumor or what what have you is that the body might have been buried in the basement, right? And we're gonna need to find some. Yeah, that 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 honestly <laughs> is is just my <laughs> assumption. <laughs> And yes, the house is there. There is actually a nice family that lives there right now. Little do they know. Little do they know. Six feet below. <laughs> there could be a headless body. Could be. <clears throat> could be. But yeah, that's that's like a big thing, you know, when, you know, uh, 
intense trauma happens to someone at the time of their death or around their death or something like that, when they die, their spirit kind of gets tied to that place. Or that that's how I've always heard it. That's why, you know, hauntings happen. And uh, maybe it's because you shared a living space with whatever was down there. That's So that's do we think that... Possible. Say started out as a, a human spirit okay so let's say in, in theory that it is the guy who had an unfortunate demise in the end um do they kind of morph into something sort of malicious and and mm, kind like of a, lean uh, towards demonic tendencies mm, like, like a vengeful spirit yeah vengeful but like more to the point of which, okay, so when you got pushed off off of your bed, you said there were three scratches? Yeah, on my back. So if if I'm going to make a theory here, if you guys will let me. Yeah. Are we theory crafting right now? I, I'm theory crafting right now. Um, so the way I see it, and, and this involves motivation for whatever might be uh, on you, Ray. Um, it would be, you know, somebody dies, let's say two years before your dad moves in. Let's say somebody is murdered in that basement two years before. Spirit, due to trauma, trapped down there. It's upset. It's lonely. It doesn't know what's going on. You move into the basement, and it finds someone to uh, to be with. It wants to, you know, attach itself to you, to talk to you, to to be around you. And you know, you're you're scared. You don't know what's going on. It it sees it sees that you're you know, a, as you kind of said, a troubled young teen. And it, you know, kind of maybe sees a kindred spirit or somebody can, you know, be around. Right. And then when you start denying it and start, you know, not wanting to be around it, it follows you and that's when it gets angry. It really wants your attention. That's why it's being more violent now. And because, you know, it's kind of more getting used to the fact that it's dead. I've never even thought of that. It's really scary. That's right, insanely scary. <laughs> that's, uh, right, that's wow. what ten years does. Imagine Oof. ten. No, not to not to spook you, man. But <laughs> maybe it's time to talk to a priest. Yeah, call the Vatican. All right. So if anybody has any ideas on how we can help Ray out, possibly uh, solutions to his situation, maybe help the man get a good night's sleep once in a while. Um, <laughs> you know, drop us a line on any of our social media, email. Call us, leave a voicemail, whatever, text us. Um, but thanks for stopping by and telling us your strange Heartland story. Thanks for having me. I'd like to thank Ray for sharing his strange Heartland story with us and Garrett for co-piloting this episode with me. You can usually catch Garrett co-hosting Tudor, I Hardly Know Her, which you can find a link to in the show notes. If you have a strange Heartland story that you would like to share, shoot us a DM on our social media, or send us an email at strangeheartland at gmail.com. I'm Mike Waters, and good night.